Hello and welcome back to Pixel Pals. My name is Xanadute and today I am joined by the one and only Adam. We are missing Zach again today um, because we actually did kick him out. We're going to lean into that even harder now um, because of his controversial statements. Um, so we will be going forward without him. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah, he actually <laughs> just had something come up last minute. Um, I don't think anyone's dying, so... Um, don't wish him any well wishes. He's fine. Just, oh, there goes the dog. We're off to a great <laughs> start here. What are we going to be talking today about, Adam? Oh, we're talking indie games, something I'm so versed in for the last week. Yeah, um, we both built our careers on it, and now we're here to share our knowledge um, and years of experience with you. Is Warzone an indie game? I <laughs> yeah. played a lot of that last week. Yeah, night. it's made by this really tiny company that just got bought by Xbox. Mm, gotcha. um, we are going to be talking about a, but just a bunch of different titles that... Um, in you know, across all genres, just some things to check out in the meantime. Um, this has been a year, you know, jam-packed full of stuff to play. But um, unless you're really into Baldur's Gate 3, uh, you know, <laughs> you have a little bit till the next one or, uh, you know, just some things to check out. So this is our indie recommendation episode, and we are going to hop right into it after this short little break. Dude, we're here. We're going to talk about a bunch, bunch of indie games because I couldn't play for more than an hour any of them. I had to keep moving on. I played five games in the last three days. Yeah, I, I think there is something to say about how, you know, obviously the scope of an indie game is going to be a lot different than AAA. So you're casting a much smaller net as opposed to, uh, you know, AAA third action or like third person RPG is good. Most people will be able to play that game and have a fun time with it. But like not everybody's going to want to play your niche, um, you know, experience that has to be kind of handcrafted to a select type of person. Yeah. Um, what were some I'm curious, what were some games that you bounced off of? Because like I, I obviously think that the, we're not going to trash them, but like. Yeah. You know, that we're games critique podcasts. We could talk about this. Exactly. I didn't strongly dislike any of the games that I played, except for one. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a much more pleasant and cozy game. Uh, however, uh, it wasn't. Uh, a cooking simulator I played. Oh, that was uh, it stressful? It was so goddamn stressful. And they make the guy who's talking to you look like Gordon Ramsay, so you oh. get all nervous. I'm sweating over here with my, <laughs> with my fake... Big pan. I accidentally threw a lemon and broke a plate. <laughs> it, I would have like haunting reminders in my food service days. Like, you're like, uh, 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 I accidentally spilled the water on that table. Yep. <laughs> that was that was pretty much it. Uh, it those sorts of games, because it, it's it's fully 3D. I don't know if you've played the specific I, cooking simulator. No, but I, I they, there's a million simulated games out there, and they're becoming increasingly more lifelike and scary. Right, it, like it's it's not like your old what, what was the the mobile game that you could play on a bunch of stuff uh, where you ran like a restaurant. Cooking that, Mama. Cooking Mama. That's yeah, the one. Okay. Yeah, that is more fun than this because yeah, it's not is... meant to be like a simulator. Yeah, you don't feel entrenched in the narrative that's happening where you're a worker there. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, buying a restaurant is a very stressful theming, uh, seeming thing and probably not a good idea for a video game. So it's not just you're a cook. You own a restaurant. Oh, yeah. You own a restaurant and it is garbage you, and you have to fix it up. <laughs> if you've ever worked at a restaurant, you know the only person that's keeping that place together is like a 30-year-old person. Not It could be man. I've seen man, men or women doing it, but they all have very similar qualities and they're all chain smoking cigarettes they're all so angry and they're constantly on the phone because people are constantly calling out and they haven't planned for it and it's just takes looks like it's going to take years off your life and now mm -hmm. let's recreate that bundle it up package ship it to the consumer because this is the experience that they crave you see i never worked in the restaurant industry so that's probably why i thought oh this will be fun <laughs> yeah i've watched a lot of kitchen nightmares though and that should have been enough to warn me have you seen the bear I have not. Uh, I haven't either, but everyone tells me to, so I had to bring it up now. <laughs> Meg tells me it's a good show, but it's way too stressful and I shouldn't Is watch it. Is she on season one or season two? I don't believe she started season two yet. Okay, because apparently it mellows out a little bit. Again, oh, that's good to know. just from what I've been told, because every fucking thing that I listen to, someone's plugging the bear. Yeah. Um, so we are too, actually, and we're not yeah. getting paid for it. But yeah, cooking sim simulator. Uh, do not recommend if you want to just chillax. And so that gives the Pixel shit. Pals thumbs down of disapproval. Okay, so this is a thumbs up, thumbs down rating scale. Perfect. perfect. And that one's thumbs down from uh, us. What's what do you got next? Uh, uh, I, just to just to head over to a game recommendation that my wife gave instead of Cooking Corner. Um, it's uh, it's good pizza, great pizza. Good uh, pizza, great pizza. Have, have you heard of that one? I have not. Me but, neither. <laughs> I have not. But it's a. Um, that's also crazy because there's another game that's like rapidly growing in popularity called Pizza Tower, I think, right okay. now. And so when you said that, I was like, oh, they're going to say Pizza Tower. Mm -hmm. um, so no, what's good pizza, great pizza? Uh, it's, uh, do you, what, it's Do you what, run a pizza shop? I, apparently, <laughs> okay. yeah. I, so from what I've seen... Is I, it I more fun couple... and whimsical than <laughs> yeah, Exactly. One? I saw a couple of TikToks. It's a lot more like Cooking Mama. Um, but you you know, you know actually like lay the sauce on the pizza and, uh, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's. I should have played it, uh, but I wasn't in the mood to. It wasn't on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> I actually. I didn't want to yeah. spend money on it. Exactly. Um, you can tell that we didn't want to spend any money on this episode because I'm going <laughs> to recommend every game that's on Game Pass that's an indie game. <laughs> yes, uh, every one of the games that I'm going to talk no, about today is on Game Pass. I have my Steam library open. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll make hmm. some picks. There is one game that uh, is not on Game Pass that I can I can talk about, even though we already talked about it a lot at the end of last week's episode. What is that? Oh, that's Planet Coaster, baby. Oh, Planet Coaster, <laughs> baby. Oh, well, the rise and inevitable downfall of Planet Coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like a roller coaster. Rise and fall. Anyways, uh, no, it's, it's a very fun game. Uh, it can be extremely detailed, but you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty and, you know, putting little pieces to make every lamppost look different or look exactly like you want to, but you can do that if you so choose. Um, there is a great community with it, so the Steam Workshop is filled with stuff to just steal, uh, and that's basically what I do. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you a little recommendation. Do it. I forgot about this game. I was actually going to make content about this like a long time ago, and then like a minute, I like forgot. This is a game called Bloody Hell, which is on Steam, and it's actually free. Um, I don't know why it's free, because like it is a very complete game. Mm -hmm. um, my understanding of it is that it was um, some sort of game created by like college students or like a department or something. I don't know. For whatever reason, they're not trying to monetize it, or they're just using it to like teach game design, whatever. It is a very fun game. It's very similar to like Binding of Isaac, except it's not a roguelike, but you are like diving deeper and deeper into like the depths of hell. 
um you play as a pig or a chicken um and <laughs> like all the enemies are like pigs and stuff it's it's free you're probably gonna play it for like four or five hours i i haven't actually beaten it i've only played it for like an hour and a half two hours but um it is incredibly like fun and simple in a sense that like well, it's a free game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't uh, really like, go wrong with it. I'm pretty sure it's reviews on like I'm gonna look up its reviews on Steam, um, and I'm pretty sure they're like overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, all reviews huh. two thousand. It's um, by pun intended is the developer and publisher, and it's Love like it. yeah. If you look at the gameplay, like it's incredibly simple. Um, it really reminds me of Enter the Gungeon, actually. Okay. Um, uh, it's, I, I don't even know if Enter the Gungeon's an indie. If it is... I'm going to pretend like I know what that one is. Dope. Um, Enter the Gungeon is a roguelike that I play mostly on the Switch, but I do have it on Epic Games Store as well. Um, it's a roguelike, kind of like Binding of Isaac, where mm -hmm. you're going to the four layers of the Gungeon, and the kind of thing is that you're just picking up different guns to shoot, and they all do different things and interact with the environment in different ways. Mm -hmm. You kind of like level up. Not really, but you make some progress that makes it like easier the following runs. And your whole mm -hmm. goal is eventually to like carry these four specific items. Like I, I'm not even close to beating Enter the Gungeon. I probably put like 60 hours into it. Jesus, just because of like it gets kind of difficult. Like, um, and I just I'm not like doing the specific things that require. It. I just like doing the runs. It's like very fun. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Bloody Hell, Enter the Gungeon. Those are my cool recs. If you like cool games like that. Mm -hmm. I'll give bloody hell a shot it's free had, i mean it's you had free. me at chicken you had You're, me at the picture of the chicken it's free the writing is pretty witty um it, again it's like you're gonna get out of it what you could do but like you're gonna have a fun four or five hours nice so it was a little difficult i think at times but nothing mm -hmm. that you can't handle yeah what's cool. next on your list so on my list uh let's go with the first thing i went for on game pass which was uh medieval dynasty it looks really fun. It can be very fun, but so essentially, it's a it's a it's a survival town builder. It's medieval. You have to you know chop down trees to build your house, and yeah. then you start a farm, and then you have to chop down trees to build someone else's house, and, and you invite them to your village, and then yeah. you build it. To, yeah, yeah, it's... exactly. It got very grindy very fast, and I lost interest almost immediately i played it for a little over an hour um and then i found that you can customize the game to make you know uh, make it so you don't need to drink water you don't need to eat food all the time or there's no uh carrying capacity or you don't slow down when you reach a carrying capacity that kind of stuff um which would have made things a bit more fun but i had already committed to uninstalling it and yeah like a new game at the time and it doesn't seem like it is it multiplayer i don't think so which is like generally the ma major appeal of, of survival simulators like that mm -hmm. like like rust i guess is kind of a survival sim like the forest yeah. shit like that because you know what i mean no one wants to do it by yeah. themselves i know you're populating the town with people but like literally just no one wants to grind that by themselves right. in silence and that's my thing because i've always i've always wanted survival games to be my thing but they never have been because i don't play with people I, I really like certain survival games and mm -hmm. i do vibe with them but again i normally end up having a schedule that doesn't line up with many other people's mm -hmm. or you know i can only play like 40 minutes to an hour at a time i don't have time for like three hour exactly. sessions where that's intuitive like if i'm playing for an hour like there's really no point in me like you yeah. know getting in a whole voice chat with a bunch of people like it's just exactly not like i don't know if it's not worth my time investment but like <laughs> i would feel bad you know what i mean like yeah. not being able to invest as much time into it but 
Right. So yeah, that's kind of where I fall off in survival games. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, it, I can just look at how I play Minecraft. It's like if I'm playing online with people, I'm having a great time. It's fun. I'll do whatever I need to do to slowly build up this area. But if I'm playing by myself, I'm hopping in creative mode and just building the big old tower. Yeah. Um, Speaking of survival games, um, V Rising was an indie. Uh, I've talked mm. about it on the podcast before, but um, there's a fly in here. V Rising is uh, you play as a vampire um, that in like a world where vampires have pretty much been eradicated and it's top down isometric. You are building your castle up, um, building all these things that allow you to progress through these systems. Like you start, it's kind of like Minecraft where like you start mm -hmm. off with wood tools, then you go to bronze and you go right. to iron and you go up and up. Um, but it's just like kind of cool. And each weapon has like a special ability and you can like steal abilities from like the world bosses. And it's just cool that like you're the vampire and objectively like the good guy. Um, okay. as, as in like all these other people are bad guys and you, mm -hmm. it, it, it's fun and it, I used to host a server for it, but it hasn't really like taken off in a sense. Yeah. Um, like some of like rust has, because there is PVP elements and a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, you could raid other vampire spaces and stuff, but that. yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm very much like a PVE person in survival because yeah. it really just comes down to how much time do you have to spend? To play the game i will never play arc because yeah. people are the fucking worst what about exoprimal that's coming out soon i have looked into that probably not gonna do it no it seems far too stressful far too frustrating all right i just went so you give me one of yours okay uh, i did want to uh, off the back of talking about these survival games is is grounded a yes ground no 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 no. it's no. not because it's, it's obsidian and oh it is owned by oh. xbox now gotcha 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 well i've watched people play that and that does seem like a very fun i've thing. played a lot of grounded it yeah. is it is incredibly fun and it is one of those games that like is inherently better when you have somebody else playing with you. yeah it, that it, seems it, like it you can do everything i watched this like youtuber guy who literally is like cracked at the game he's done everything by himself solo but like mm -hmm. he's doing that for content i don't think like it would be incredibly fulfilling to play that game yeah. without ever playing with anybody else yeah the youtube channel that i watch that plays it they're they're like a comedic channel so they just fuck around and it's hilarious yeah. um but anyways moving on uh one that i started playing a few months ago that i keep coming back to and i love is uh mount and blade 2 banner lord i i is this like the text-based one or is this no the, oh, okay the, uh that's something lords like king there's like one where oh, it's uh crusader kings yes crusader also played that king. and it's okay. not bad it, I've heard very good things There's about it, but let's talk about Mount and yeah, Mountain Banner, Mount and Blade, <laughs> Mount Two Banner Lord. <laughs> okay, let's talk about how they need a fucking shorter name. Yes, I'm just gonna call it Banner Lord from here on out. Okay, um, but it is a it's sort of like a battle strategy game, kind of like Total War, but you get to it's it's like that and an RPG put into one. So you sort of you create your person and then you command your armies, but you start with like one or two little mercenaries with you and over time you build up and you can, you know, uh, take over different parts of the country or you can swear your sword to some king for something and you go off to their wars and shit like that. And it's addicting. It's grindy, but in a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it gives, it, it, it it's fun. It's yeah. it's okay. a lot of a lot that's, of grind. That's, that's, yeah, that's a lot the of word. time for that one. I'm, yeah, glad not... you, I'm glad you really thought about it. <laughs> it's not the word I was looking for, but it's. <laughs> I uh, assume. Yeah. Um, it, it a lot of times when a game is too grindy for me, it just gets frustrating and boring. But with this, 
it's the grind is worth it. Yeah, it like respects your time. In exactly. Sense where like if you're gonna make me do the same shit over and over again, it <laughs> might as well be fun. Right, because like you you only need like at first you probably have like a a group of like five mercenaries with you, and then within an hour you're gonna be up to commanding like twenty to forty people. Um, and is it like turn based? Like how does no? The, oh, so it so oh, okay. it, it's real time. Okay. And uh, have you ever played like Total War or any of those games? Not really. Is oh, that where okay. you just spawn a bunch of people and they just go at it? Like, That's a totally accurate battle simulator oh, okay. is what you're thinking of there. But um, no, so so these games like Total War, it's like in Total War, you're like above, you're like this omnipotent being looking down like uh, uh, like Age of Empires almost yeah. and you're real time commanding these armies to kind of go around and, and you know, cavalry flank and okay, these yes. guys charge. With uh, Bannerlord, you control your character and you have to control and command from the field so you know it might be good to get up on top of a hill so you can see the battlefield better but watch out hopefully the guys don't come up from behind <laughs> you and kill you while you're trying to command shit yeah. um it, it it it's very very fun i have never gotten too far into it because it does it's one of those games where if i only have an hour it's not the game i'm gonna jump into if i want to run a marathon and just play one game for nine ten hours in a single day then this is definitely the game i would want to play um, but it's, uh, I, I wrote down, it's, it's like Skyrim meets total war. If Skyrim had much worse combat controls, because you have like a sword, you can just jump into the battle and fight along with your people. But, um, yeah, it just, you need, you need time to play it. All right. I am going to pitch my game, um, that I totally forgot about. Honestly, this, we mm -hmm. talked about it, I think very briefly on the podcast, but like maybe like a year and a half ago. Um, this is a game called inscription. Okay, and it's spelled weird with a Y instead of an I. Mm -hmm. And it's developed by Daniel Mullins Games. It is um, published by Devolver Digital. And there's like a little bit of discourse whether or not that like you're true indie if you get published by Devolver Digital because it's like so big now mm -hmm. um, that basically, okay. But we're, we're not here to talk about that. I'm calling it an indie game. because <laughs> There's it, no hard line it, between it, indie <laughs> and AAA. Yeah. It's not, a gray area. It, it is a gray area. Um, so Inscription is a card battling game. Mm, card battling horror game okay. that really like card battling it, the card battling like the rules are constantly changing um like you're kind of like facing off against like I, it's been a while since i played it so this is like I, I did not do as much prep i think as adam did for this episode <laughs> so um you're like playing against a bunch of different like kind of scary bosses and like you're doing these little battles to get to these bosses and as you clear them the rules of the game change um you're like locked in this cabin um and like the it's like kind of scary like i played at okay. night and i like didn't like it <laughs> like at first um but the story is really good each time you die though um like you get to like add stuff to a card so like um like you get better like as you die your deck gets better basically okay um and oh, perfect yeah and, i love games where i get stronger the, when i die but the problem is is like to summon cards like you have to like it's kind of like you Kyo, in a sense where, like you have to sacrifice stuff Okay. So the sacrifices are like always like little squirrels or like mice <laughs> and like you're like summoning wolves and stuff that like eat them and I don't know it, it's it's a really interesting take on something like Slay the Spire or Monster Trainer like mm -hmm. where they add like an actual good narrative into it and it's it's a really special game that I think um, like if you like a like a card battler game but you're always kind of left like well this means nothing I I'm addicted to these like numbers on the screen and like mm -hmm. that's me with like Slay the Spire where there's like really no overarching narrative it's just like room after room if you want story like interspersed in that especially with, like a horror story um definitely the game for you it's very very good and well made 
And so, the art style is very, very specific. So for someone like me, I love horror games, yeah. but not that big into card battling games. The, the card battling is like relatively simple. That was my question. Yeah. So it's, it's a good like entry level yes. card. Okay, that's cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, like you're not dealing with like, I have to do 4,000 damage this turn and maximize all my like mana. And like, <laughs> there's times where I've been playing Monster Train where I feel like I should figure out like quantum math, like because <laughs> I'm not playing it right or I, I can't do the most optimal hand. It is not like that at all. Like, and most you're playing with like five cards. Like, okay. And it, the rules are very straightforward, but they do change. And a lot of people had an issue with how like the rules change because like it's kind of like right when you start to get used to how things are working, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm crushing it. They're like, kind of, kind of throw you a curveball and. I thought it was a little bit frustrating, but the overall story was very good. Interesting. So I enjoyed it. What's that? What's that price tag looking uh, like? Any guys summer sale going I on? I will check. Um, I don't remember. Like, hold on. Let's do. I already have it in my library, so it doesn't tell me how much it costs. Of course, I'll look it up when I get home. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want to go there. Um, what's uh, what do you got next? Uh, coming up next, uh, I got one that I think. <laughs> I don't. I can't tell how popular it is because it's another one that I watch on that same YouTube channel. Uh. But uh, it, it uh, it's human fall flat. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard of it. I've never played it. I know I know the premise though. Yeah, it's like one of those like um, uh, goofy kind of like gang beasts type controls or fall guys type thing. But it's like a it's a puzzle platformer. Um, I've watched uh, I've watched that YouTube channel play it for a handful of hours. Always wanted to play it. Never jumped into it. Used this week as an excuse to do so. Um, it's another one where it's best with friends yeah um, playing it alone is kind of boring uh overall but it's still kind of goofy and you get to make your character and sort of draw on him and stuff like that and that's fun um but yeah it, it's it makes you think and it's not too frustrating with the puzzles but the puzzles are challenging if yeah. that makes any sense and there's also like multiple ways to solve things and those are the kind of games that i love where like kind of like tears of the kingdom where it's like yeah. eh, as long as you can get over there we don't really care how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> right, know, exactly. Like the physics will allow you to do it in a multiple, multiple ways. Mega bridge. Um, but yeah, yeah, so like I like games where it gives you the freedom to kind of do things, go that way, go this way, however it works for you. Uh, there are certain things where you know you can't get up this wall unless you have a buddy to help you up it. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it's fun, it's goofy, and you know the the ragdoll physics make for some fun moments. I'm going to pitch this next game and just keep in mind, I did kind of like bounce off of it, but not because it's bad. It was really just like the timing. Mm -hmm. um, a game called Wildermyth. Um, I feel like a lot of people talked about it when it came out, but um, it's 2021 was the release date. Um, and it's overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Like this is basically like D&D, &D, you know, kind of like Divinity, kind of like Baldur's Gate, except like has a really cool art style where it's kind of like D like D made a little bit and it mm -hmm. kind of looks like little paper people on yeah. a screen uh, or like on a board. It evokes Paper Mario. Um yes, and it the stories um on like the people that you collect. It's like a really good RPG like battler where like you're mm -hmm. you know, you're getting equipment to equip to your people and you know, people can die and then you'll have to like find find out how to replace them, but you know, certain people have like stories associated with them and how they came into your group. And um, there's like you yourself and your group mates will change over time based on how you play your campaign. Because um, they're like little campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, and then that character, you know, will live its heroic life. And then I believe you can like 
use that character in other campaigns or you can start a new one. Um, mm-hmm. But like your decisions like carry things like I got cursed. I think I had like deer antlers or something. Okay. Um, and that was just like a thing that I had for the rest. Of the- it, it gave That's me fantastic. some sort of bonus and some sort of like negative thing. But like, yeah, Wildermyth is if you like a turn based kind of tactical RPG um, more to akin to like a divinity instead of like a total war thing where mm-hmm. you're commanding a lot of things. It's just yeah. like you have like four people on a board. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, well, check out Wildermyth. It, it's it's cool. There's yeah. reading. Well, well, you lost me. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I don't know yeah. how to read. Yeah, there's no bear sex, I think. Oh, you lost me again. <laughs> that, that was a requirement. <laughs> I think now would be a great time to take a quick um, little break. And mm-hmm. then when we come back, we are going to discuss more indie games. Listen to the ad. Hello and welcome back to Pixel Pals. Um, we discussed several awesome games that I will try to make a list about, but probably won't. Um, so if you if anything sparks your interest, write it down now because I don't know if we're going <laughs> to summarize all these games at the end. Um, no, I'll put something in the episode description. Yeah, I don't think maybe. we can do it live. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Sometimes I don't listen actually to the whole episode. The listeners know if you did or not. They, <laughs> I, they can look at it right now. We I have no idea. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Um, did I do the last one I talked about, Wildermyth? You, you did, but the next one that I have I know is one that you've played, so you can go with another one and then we can move on to that one because we can both talk about that one. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about... I haven't talked enough about Citizen Sleeper. Okay. Do it. I, I've honestly been saving it because uh, really just like there's not many times where a game is going to have me like reflect on its story and like the choices I had to make and like whether or not I made the right choices. Um, and I've like, actually I finished playing the game and the DLC maybe like a week ago. Actually, it was like the day that we filmed the last episode, which was like a week ago. So if, I actually edited it and posted it. If well. you've finished a game, then you know, it's a game worth finishing. Yeah. And I've like been thinking about it and like thinking about a lot of the choices that I made. It was just beautifully written. And again, hmm. I'm saying that written. Okay, yeah. there's no voice acting. Um, there's character portraits that pop up, and you will read probably like six paragraphs. Honestly, every time you're having like an in-depth conversation with somebody, but it is it is beautiful. And I know I'm gonna be sound like the world's most pretentious asshole in the world, but the writing is beautiful, and I think that a lot of people would get stuff out of this game um, and the stories there that. They really, you can't get otherwise because people, you know, you can only do so much with facial tracking and mocap and like four lines of dialogue on a screen, you know, you Mm. can do a lot with this fantasy setting and a very, very elaborate story being weaved. There's got to be a mod where it just like has like just the the, the robotic voice reading everything out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. (laughs) I, I. Again, I didn't actually toil with like the accessibility settings either. So maybe Mm -hmm. there is something like that where it does read it out, but that being said, um, I think Citizen Sleeper has some really interesting gameplay mechanics at play, as well as the interesting s- story. Um, but like that is to say that like gameplay is not the focus. Where mm-hmm. each cycle, um, you roll a certain amount of dice based on your condition, or based on your um, yeah your condition, um, and based on how hungry you are, like kind of like your exhaustion level, yeah. um, or your energy level. That's what it's called. And your condition is based on the fact that you are a corporate synth, basically, that escaped. And you, like, needed this special stuff to, like, stay alive and keep working. And now that you're not there anymore and you escape, you need to find it. And a lot of times you find it by, like, you know, eventually you can create it yourself after you progress through a lot of the story. So, like, um, but at first, you know what I mean? You're relying on, like, kind of like a shady 
like underground organization to like give it to you and they're not giving it to you for cheap. So like you have to make money and you have to do things to earn money just so you can survive. And then you have to like feed yourself. So it's a really interesting combination of like, where are you going to spend your dice rolls? Mm-hmm. So each dice roll is like an action and a six is like a guaranteed hundred percent success mm-hmm. bonus. Like you've got a bunch of stuff. If you fail, a lot of times there's like small negative consequences, but other times there's like really critical things that you need to do. Um, like, like, like that, like you can't fail or like mm-hmm. you really don't want to fail. So you try to save your sixes for that, you know, in a cycle and then you reset the cycle and there's like timers for things like there's ships that come in and out and they sell you things like there's different organizations on this ship that want you to do things. And the story is just really well, like weaved into, you know, each cycle. Mm-hmm. You're doing a few things that progress certain things along. Gotcha. And you meet a lot of interesting characters and there's the end goal of getting off the ship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or getting off the eye because it kind of sucks there. Um, or, you know, living or making a life for yourself on the eye. But there's, a, yeah. you know, varying different ways to do that. Interesting. So it's even as somebody who doesn't like games where there's a butt ton of reading, uh, it, you've kind of sold me on it. I think I'm going to go download this and yeah. get home. The, the reading, there are some like dialogue things that I just skipped because I was like, I actually don't like this person and I'm not <laughs> invested in the story that much. And like, I'm super invested in this other thread that I want to do. So I'm just going to press A super quick mm-hmm. right now so that I can get back to spending my dice so I can talk to this person faster. Um, did that a lot in Fallout 4. Yeah, I, I do I, I do have that problem. So I did really have to slow down on certain beats that I was really interested in. And I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm going to replay the game at some point and focus on the beats that I, you know, kind of passed over the first time. Because you can't get everything in one playthrough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the game mechanics itself are fun because there is a bit of strategy to it, and there is a like a bit of RPG ness in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wouldn't say it's the core focus. So cool. that's Citizen Sleeper, my game of the year, um, even though it came out last year. <laughs> they are making a sequel to it. And I'm very excited. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, probably gonna give that a try then. Yeah. It's worth it. Uh, what do you got next? So the next one, I actually just started playing it this morning. I downloaded it yesterday, but didn't have time. Um, Dicey Dungeon. You talked about it last week. Yeah, and... it's more frustrating than I remembered. <laughs> like I, I, I played it last night, actually, um, a little bit before bed. Yeah, I, I had a blast. It I, is fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's really addicting. So what would you say is the most fun part about Dicey Dungeons for you? I think it's the... It's like the strategy in it because it's not like an overwhelmingly like difficult game to wrap your head around, but there is those sort of subtle strategy moments as to where where am I putting this dice? What thing yes. am I putting in? Changing out your equipment between, oh, I see this guy that I'm about to fight is has fire. I bet having some sort of ice attack is gonna do uh gonna do the job. So uh that sort of it makes you feel smart without you having to work very hard at it. Yeah. What uh, um have how many classes did you play? Because there's I've only played two. Okay. So there's I think there's six. I've only unlocked mm-hmm. the first five. Um and you just unlock them as you play each, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. unlock the first five very quickly. Like as yeah. long as you just keep playing. I don't know how to get the sixth one. Mm-hmm. Um but it is a roguelike. Yeah. But it is a um you're not you're not getting it is a rogue like not a rogue light so the difference mm-hmm. being is that you're not really getting stuff in the runs that's going to make the next run easier mm-hmm. right there's nothing that like oh you got five more health for the next run unlike hades which is a rogue light technically mm-hmm. okay so rogue like so you're going in you know blind you you're not bringing anything in with you but you collect this equipment 
and the equipment is how you spend your dice rolls. So you spend your dice rolls in these equipment. They do certain things. And there's like a warrior class. There's a rogue. There's a witch. There's a robot. There's an engineer. Um, and I think those are all the ones that I have. But I hate the rogue. Uh, the rogue is actually one of my favorites. I've I always I this is like a trope that's in Slay the Spire, like as well like the rogue where it's like, oh, you want to roll low. Because rolling right. low is helpful, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I can do a million one damage instead of ten big damage. Right. It's so easy with a soldier to like use the battle axe and be like, oh, yeah. big numbers, smash hard. Yeah, the like, battle axe is the first I, thing I, I upgraded. You I get know. double. Yeah, please. There's one. The witch is like, su- like I don't think I'm smart enough to like get that one. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's too much going on and too much I need to think about. So I like how there's like obviously classes that like you can still do everything. Like you can still interact with the game. The thing is, there's no end game, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if you beat the first level that you played. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing is you unlock challenge levels now with that that class. So there's certain challenges you can do with the soldier. Right. It's not like, oh, you like, I don't know. There's no overarching story like Hades or like Enter the Gungeon or something. It, It really is more simple than that but it's still fun and it's definitely that thing where you focus on gameplay instead of narrative yeah i mean even if there is a lack of narrative i do like sort of the presentation that they went with it's, like a game show yeah, kind it's of thing. fun yeah. there is a narrative there and the narrative is like um like you're i don't know if it's like a person that turns into a dice but like obviously like the dice are all modeled after like a certain type of person yeah like the witch is like an influencer and it's actually kind of funny because she like is like a like a Twitch streamer. Oh, okay. it's like very like very Twitch streamer coded. Yeah. Um. So I do think it's kind of funny that they're like people personified in dice, mm-hmm. and then like you're put in this like game show that you have a very small chance of winning. Um. And I don't think yeah. you'll. I don't actually know because I've never played them enough. But at one time you <laughs> when you clear one of them, they let you spin the wheel. Yes. Um. And the wheel always lands on death. Like I haven't gotten anything. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I, so that you have to keep playing. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect that. I thought it was just because I did it the first time and it was essentially a tutorial uh, that I got death and then maybe next time I would get it. But now I'm well, not Well, I, so I actually confident. don't. I don't know that that's the case. I have only pro- done probably like two or three clears because I'm bad mm-hmm. at the game. Gotcha. Um, there, there's, you know, you have to like big brain it. You were like, Man. do I re-roll this one or add one to this um, to get four? Because that's going to weaken them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's like a lot that you kind of have to think yeah. about. And it's, it's like because I, I got when I played the rogue, I got pretty far in my first run through before I died. And I think that's my aversion to roguelikes is like I get so frustrated when I get so close to doing something that I have to go back. And, and it doesn't do it give again. you anything. Right. At least in Hades, you're like, oh, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. I got all this shit I'm going to spend back at the exactly. store. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but this one, it's literally just like, mm, you weren't good enough. I no. <laughs> Try better next time. Maybe yeah. you get better luck. Yeah. That's why I can't. I can never play Spelunky. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand Spelunky. I've watched people play it. And I'm like, mean, this is it, not it's for me. I, you can understand that it is a amazingly fun game if you have the the mental and physical <laughs> fortitude. Because I'm just not like, yeah. I'm not like super twitchy anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that's like a term, but like, I was definitely like in my peak. I, this is this sad. I think this is the saddest thing I'm ever gonna say. <laughs> I was in my peak gaming wise. Okay, there uh, it is. Probably yeah. when I was like. Like 16, 17, you know? That's an important distinction because if you said you were at your peak at 16 to 17, it would be extremely sad. That's 10 years ago, you know? I feel like I've been a, I was playing Call of Duty like no one would believe. If I post that shit on YouTube now, I swear to God, people would be like, oh, this gets crazy. Because I was playing Modern Warfare Warfare 2 and 
I no, I I honestly I was focused on the game, dude. I would play game <laughs> battles. Like I would literally like bet money on people online mm-hmm. whether or not I was gonna beat them in a two v two custom match oh, yeah. with me and my friend, and we would play the weirdest rules where we had an AT four as the secondary weapon, which okay. is like a single shot rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. So like I would literally just like figure out where people would like camp in corners and just like shoot the ground like so they yeah. couldn't see me. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, you won so cheap. I was like, I beat you, and you have to give me twenty dollars now. So how does that feel? Venmo wasn't a thing. How did you? It was how, game how battles. They they did the whole, it was the website. They did all for you. Oh, I never used that. I was never that. No, you were never things. committed to the committed to the grind Not like really. I was, Adam. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've peaked game game mm-hmm. game wise. Gotcha. So yeah, I don't like to play like super twitchy games like that. Hmm. That makes sense. At least I try not to. Yeah. I say that and I'm obsessed with Hades, which is a lot of reaction time. <laughs> but I guess yeah. I have to play it enough. Um, so we just talked, did one of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a recommendation from you. Yeah, that, I mean, it was a good game. Uh, I'll talk about Despot's game. Um, this is a game that someone recommended to me at some point, And I don't remember who or when. Um, Maybe it was T-Page? I don't know. Someone, I think, recommended Despot Game to me, and they're like, you'd like this game. And I I do like this game, and I did like this game. It is um, a rogue light. So there are things that will help with progression as you go through it. I'm so glad we're really making this distinction. I knew everyone was going to (laughs) cancel us for it regardless. Um, but the, it's not like a cult of the lamb or like binding of Isaac where like, you know, you're just controlling one person. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a simulated battle where you collect these people and then you like outfit them with things that each have like a class where I can like drag a shield onto somebody and he's going to become like a tank. Mm-hmm. I can drag a sword onto someone. And he's going to become a warrior. I can drag like, um, like a healing stretcher onto somebody and he's going to be like <laughs> a healer. You know what I mean? So th- there's probably like 20 of those things yeah. like in varying degrees of like offensive defensive blah, 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 blah. Yeah. um and so you know you have these humans and you have to feed them mm-hmm. in each room so you go room to room and you're trying to get out of this despots game right so there's this angry despot who's holding you and all these people captive mm-hmm. i guess um so you go you clear is it, is it despot or despot Des- i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm too old to find out now on this podcast adam if i'm saying that word wrong <laughs> and I, I think we just I think we just don't say the title of the game anymore. And right, we cool. just move on. We'll roll with it. Cut um, that. And maybe someone will email us. Um if you think mm-hmm. Adam's right, text one now. If you think I'm right, sign up for Patreon. <laughs> yeah. If you think uh Xanadude's right, you and a friend sign up for Patreon. If you think I'm right, shoot a flare into the sky. I will hear it. I will see it. Um what were we? Oh, despot, despot, despazita. This game that has been formally already said, and if you're that interested, I'll type it out. <laughs> is it, it's fun because you have to manage food and your money. So like, um, you have to feed these people each mm-hmm. round. It will take the amount of people that you have out of your food. So you're just kind of like managing resources. And I've actually not gotten very far into it. I feel like um, because I'm bad at it. But I think if I, you know, another 100 hours, I'll really get there. <laughs> no, it, it, it's fun. If you like like a simulated battle strategy game yeah. mixed with a roguelite, um, mixed with, you know, some weird characters, it, it, it'll be a fun time for you. Can you give the name one more time? Despot's Game. Gotcha. Despot. 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 Cool. We'll never know, actually. <laughs> There's no way to find I out. I say it the British way. 
like color. <laughs> they say color the same way that we do. Well, they spell it so weird, Adam, that you would not know that. Um, it's basically a different language over there. That's fair. That is fair. Bloody hell. Um, so that those are so I, I've gone through all of the games that I have played this week. However, I do have a section in my notes labeled Meg's Cozy Corner. Uh, I think Meg's Cozy Corner is going to come out and. I think, I think we have a few more minutes that we need to fill. Cool, cool, cool. So I well, a lot more minutes. So yeah, let's get Meg's cozy corner. Let's talk out. about Meg's cozy corner. Meg, uh, my my lovely wife, uh, loves cozy games. That's the type of gamer she is. We're very different people. Um, and you have probably at least heard of, if not played, everything on this list. Uh, there's the two obvious ones: it's Stardew and Animal Crossing. Okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, unpacking. Unpacking. I actually have played unpacking. Yeah. It's a very good. Very I've, soothing game. I've watched her play it, and I was like, I don't like doing chores yeah. in my video games but all right all right we can't we can't promote animal crossing on the indie episode we'll save uh, that one but that's, that's stardew fair. valley is as indie as it gets yeah it was yeah. made by one person yeah was it really yeah concerned ape was one guy who really liked <laughs> harvest moon it was like what if i fucking made it but made it so good that people are going to play this game for so long and annoy me so much with making the mobile version yeah um which is slated to come out for this year apparently huh. so Stardew Valley, amazing game. I will, I've actually played that one. Yeah, so so did I. I spent $20 on this game for me never to play it. I do um, get why. I, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. It's not for me, though. Yeah. And I loved Harvest Moon. I loved Animal Crossing. It's just the time. You got to... And the the fact that, like, does she... How, 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 how much Stardew has she played? Because you have to play like 40 hours, I feel like, mm-hmm. to really figure out yes. what's going on. Like, So at the beginning of the pandemic, when we had yep. to like cancel our wedding and stuff like that, um, our uh, oh, our mutual friend, uh, uh, Mr. Christopher Keogh, um, he sent us... Uh, well, let's he... not do first, last <laughs> names on the pod. Oh, no, yeah. we'll cut it out. Yeah, that's a, Our mutual friend, Christopher. That's a, yeah, he's one Google search away. I know that he has a Google page. I, hold on, let me get the timestamp so that I can put a beep there. Uh, one forty. Okay, let's cool. Yeah, keep going. Our our mutual friend Chris, uh, he bought us the game because he thought that we would like it, and he'd been playing it for a long time. And I played it for about ten minutes, and then I had to make dinner or something, so Meg took over. And I don't think she stopped playing it for like a month and a half. Uh, we we got it on the Switch originally, yeah. And then uh, she kind of got sick of like the control scheme on the Switch, so she purchased it again on her MacBook. And now plays it on her computer, and I'm pretty sure she's put just as much time in it on the computer as she has yeah. on Switch. It definitely seems like a game that's optimized by playing it on PC, not because like, just because I've seen people play it, and like your thumbs probably get so tired. I, I feel like that. people play this game in like spurts of like four hours at a time. You're like, oh yeah. shit, I got the whole afternoon off. Hit the farm, baby! <laughs> I can't wait to grow pixels of wheat, <laughs> and my cows are pixels and. I get it. Listen, I get it. Okay. It's just, there's a lot to that game. Yeah, there really is. Like she, she goes like, oh yeah, it's, it's time to go into the mines and fight some things. Yeah. Like, there's mines. There's like, mines. I don't know what you're talking there's about. There's endless mines. There's hundreds of levels of there's, mines. There's a wizard apparently. There's and a, there's, there's some uh, fan theory that he's one of the, the girl in town's father and the, uh, her raised fight there's a lot to this game there's a mega corporation that's trying to push out the family ideals that this town was raised on there's a lot at play in stardew valley and i could not scratch the surface of it i i took one i dipped my little toe in i got exhausted and passed out the first day and then i had to owe this guy money 
no thank you okay yeah i'll go back to minecraft and do essentially the same thing in a less stressful way yeah 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 um moving on uh coffee time coffee time have you played coffee time no that's just a restaurant in the city that that i live in that i really enjoy so i had like a visceral response to that and now i really want a bagel um no i haven't played coffee time apparently coffee time is a a game where you play like a fey barista and you just oh, yeah, you yeah. just learn about your customers and have conversations with customers. That's really cool. Is yeah. it? Does it play out like uh, more of like a visual novel, or is there yes. like gameplay? Okay, it, it seems like it's a visual novel yeah. from what I've seen. Because I, I do fucks with visual novels. Yeah, I have. I'm writing one currently. <laughs> oh really? Yes. Fun. It's harder than it looks. I can imagine. Yeah. And so I now I've a newfound <laughs> respect for the genre, although I have enjoyed them. But like again, mm-hmm. it's just like it's just something that you can bounce off of. You're like, oh, this doesn't actually interest me. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 if the story doesn't interest you, you don't have like that incredibly satisfying gameplay to back it up. Right. Yeah. And you just drop it. Um uh we already talked about good pizza, great pizza. Uh Spirit Fairer. Spirit Fair is a very good game. I have she, played it. She has not played that one, but she wants to. Yeah. Uh, and she's talked to me about it. And it does seem interesting, something that I might even play. Uh, but it goes into grief, and that's not something I'm ready to do without my therapist. Yeah, there are some heavy themes at play. Um, I, you Honestly, it's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's very highly rated. It is very highly rated. I'd say the biggest like draw is like the art style. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, cozy it's a- management game about dying. Um, that's how it's marketed like on their website so yeah. if you had maybe recently lost a loved one um maybe give this one a year yeah know? give and it some the, time yeah give it some time to like really process that because it's gonna come back yeah. <laughs> like, like and, and, and maybe in like a beautiful way i don't think i had that type of reaction to it but i've heard from different people mm-hmm. there's varying degrees of like mm. you know it, yeah. you could get in your feels it's same like with what? unpacking that game like really super yes yeah, so it has like like story woven in there you know where you're like well, this is you know this person's moving it's not much. always just oh how do i make these folders fit on the wall yeah. like there is some stuff going on there that you know does evoke a you know emotion interesting and i've been told emotions are very helpful <laughs> like i get the appeal of some of, of these games i really do but i just for whatever reason can't put in time to them like it just doesn't you should play what remains of Edith Finch. That's another indie that I want to talk about actually. Edith Finch. I feel like I've heard of that one. I actually this is one of the first games that my wife played like on my computer and just such a wild genre choice because there's really very limited gameplay. It's a mm-hmm. story as you're exploring a house and like going through all the mementos and you're learning about, you know, what happened to the people that live there and who are you in relation to them. And mm-hmm. I actually can't speak too much on the game because I never finished it. I do own it. Um, but I've heard very, very good things. And I've watched the first, like, two hours of it um, <laughs> watching my wife play. <laughs> so, but it again, it's one of those games that is going to evoke a very, very strong response in a lot of people because it's either inherently sad or it's inherently, you know, bringing out sad things that you're relating to. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know where it's going with that, but you yeah. should probably play What Remains of Edith Finch. And if enough of you play it and yell at me, I'll finish it. <laughs> That's never worked. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it worked with Tears of the Kingdom. That's fair. I did finish that. Well, we did like a full review on that. You kind of had to. Full review? Yeah. There, <laughs> oh, wait, no, we did a preview. We yeah, didn't even do a review of that, did we? No, we, no, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. 
think we we talked. Oh, Zach was the only one that finished it when we talked about it. I think. Yeah, so we yes. didn't go like I. I don't think I'll ever want to do like a story spoiler thing. Like mm-hmm. a spoiler. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> I'm not spoiling the game. It, it had a very satisfying ending. It did. I think, and um, that's pretty much all I was looking for. Yeah. I probably won't pick up the game again for several years. Same. I don't. I don't get. I don't get <laughs> what Zach gets out of it all the time. But I. I listen to enough gaming media people that he's not alone in that sentiment where mm-hmm. like it is really special and you know the replayability is very high yeah um, those people are insane and mm-hmm. we don't respect them just kidding just kidding <laughs> just kidding um i don't know if you have any more on your list but we are reaching towards the end so we could probably uh mm-hmm. maybe share out something that we're you know watching or enjoying that isn't um larian studios is technically independent isn't it uh, I don't. Know. Okay, all right. You. We can talk about Baldur's Gate for another hour if you want. <laughs> I don't. If Lil is Larian Studios owned, I guess they're I certainly don't know. not owned by Microsoft. They're not owned by Microsoft, but like that's the thing. It's like they've been around since like the early nineties. You know what I mean? Like, at mm. what point do they have studios in six different places in the world? Holy shit! Any around here? Um, Looking no. to hire someone with zero experience. Actually, they do skill? have a lot of jobs open right now. Oh, look at that! But it's unless you want to live in Kuala Lumpur, Barcelona, Dublin, Ghent, or Guildford. I would love um, to live in Dublin. Kind of shit out of luck. They actually don't have any. Um, they don't have any American offices. But they do have an office in Quebec. Oh, interesting! Yeah. All places that I would actually rather live. Yeah. So. <laughs> They got sick merch though. They really do have really nice merch. The uh, uh, the collector's yeah. edition for the game is, it comes with a beautiful statue. I don't know. Um, that's what question we're going to end with the listeners today. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you, would you consider Larian Studios an indie? Because I don't. They're not open. They're not owned by like a mega corporation. But like, mm. I mean, Bethesda is now. But would you have considered Bethesda an indie like five six years ago before they were acquired by Microsoft maybe a better question is where do you draw the line between independent and not um I think if you are being published by a triple a franchise like or a triple a studio but then where do you draw the line with the triple a uh, I, th- I maybe there's a monetary threshold that we need mm-hmm. to consider like how much money you're putting in the development of your video yeah. game because like Santa Sony Santa Monica People do God of War, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. See, we don't have Zach here to fact <laughs> check anything. I know any- some things. Oh, okay. I know, but like Zach is so good about a lot of things. He really is. Um, so Sony Santa Monica, like, they're gonna put like a hundred million dollars probably in their next game. Mm-hmm. That's triple A, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're spending more than like two million dollars, maybe that's triple A. I don't know where that threshold is. And yeah. I don't think I do I I think honestly, I think if you're being published by something like Devolver Digital, Annapurna Interactive, or like any of those like indie publishers, you're still going to be indie um, until like your development costs a certain amount of money. Like Massive Monster was the people who did Cult of the Lamb. Yep. And that's definitely an indie studio. You know what I mean? We're talking mm-hmm. about a studio based in, I think, Australia or New Zealand. Don't get don't, don't yell at me. Um, but you know what I mean? They probably have like 100 employees. Yeah. That's independent, I would say. I would say so. There's a lot of different criteria. I don't think we're going to solve this particular oh, no. issue that people the, have been hotly debating for the past 10 years on this show. Listeners, um, look glad. at the time bar at the bottom. This podcast has three more hours left, and this is exactly what we're going to talk I'm about. I'm glad we took a jab at it. Um, I, I don't, you know, I think strong, I think smarter people have tried. Yeah. 
I the, this question came up on the besties like relatively recently, and it was mm-hmm. Chris Plant and I think it was, maybe it was the resties where it was Chris, Chris Plant and Rush Fresh Dick. Two people have been working in the game industry like their entire life. Like Chris Plant was one of the founders of Polygon, you know what I mean? Rush has been Rush is whatever his name is. I uh, <laughs> Rush Fresh Dick has been you know writing in in the game sphere forever, reviewing games since we were little kids, mm-hmm. um, and they're still like in the same thing. Where they're like, I don't know, like is Stray like an indie? Because Annapurna is pretty big, and like, yeah. it, like how many people worked on it? So it, this conversation is very nuanced. Yeah, and there's games like Stray that whether they are or not feel like an indie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stray needs a DLC where you play as a little rat. I have actually haven't played Stray yet. Hmm. Now that I'm looking back on it, like I think we kind. I think that year just like didn't have that many good video games because like, if Stray came out this, I swear to God, oh, if Stray came out this year, people would be like, "Who the fuck cares?" Didn't Final it? Fantasy 16 just came out. Tears of the Kingdom, half the people are still playing that. Just a million things to do. Mm. Fucking, de- uh, fucking Dead Space remake came out that earlier year. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake came out like Jedi. Jedi came out. Yeah. Honestly, that one hasn't sat too well with me. Really? If I play through 60% of the game and then drop it, I is it is am I the problem? You still have finished it. <laughs> am I the problem? How do I go back to that? It's such a good story. You have to start from the beginning. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. Like <laughs> the story's very good. The story's okay. All right, let's it's, it's I don't so good. I don't think it's going right. to win a BAFTA. I don't think it's going to go and win anything <laughs> for its story because you play Tears of the Kingdom, right? Which story do you think is better? Tears of the Kingdom or Jedi Survivor? Jedi Survivor. You said that so fast. Yeah. It was such conviction. I fucking love Star Wars. You don't, we don't need <laughs> Zach here. I know. I know. I was like, oh, Zach's gone. Maybe I can finally shit talk a Star Wars IP. No. I can't get away with it even now. Um, is there anything that you're doing or watching that isn't video games? Um, or reading, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I haven't done much reading as of late. Watching... Not much. Uh, there is, I mean, uh, technically it's a game. Is it a video game? Not really. Uh, uh, have you heard of Myrtle? It's, Mer- it's like Wordle, where it's a daily thing, but it is a uh, a daily murder mystery logic puzzle. Oh, that's a, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Meg, Meg put me onto it. Meg actually just bought the book of them, and yeah. it came in the uh, the mail yesterday. So you can do it in the apocalypse when we don't have internet. That's smart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or, I'm always thinking about that. Or with a pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, honestly, cutting cool. down on screen time is important too. Yeah. I, the more I've been trying to disconnect, I've a little not bit more. been trying to, but it is important. Um, okay, so Myrtle, Myrtle, also uh, watched all six Scream movies last weekend. Who who thought they couldn't do it? But he did it, <laughs> folks. He watched all six of them. Well, our friend came over, so we went to breakfast with a friend, and then she came back with us. And Are we you going like, to say their first and last name? <laughs> yes, just, and middle, just in case. <laughs> um, but no, and we just watched the first one, and then the second one just automatically. The first playing. one's good. First one's very good. Second I, one's very good. I bet. Third one's garbage. I haven't seen that one. I, haven't, I think I've seen the first one and like the last one. No, no, I haven't seen the last one. Honestly, overall, the whole, the whole series as a whole is. Probably one of the, if not the best, horror franchises because yeah, it's so they always meta. have some. They always have some real bad. Like you can't. You're like, oh, what about Saw? It's like Saw has a lot of bad ones, though. I yes, mean, the whole premise is bad. bad. Um, Halloween. There's always some stinkers in there. Mm-hmm. You know, no. Jason stinkers. Stinkers. Isn't that Halloween? That's Friday the Thirteenth. I don't actually watch horror movies, guys. <laughs> and I, I was trying to go and see how long I could just keep naming mm-hmm. franchises. Come on, keep it going. Um, Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Fly, 
Uh, yep, that's a kind of standalone <laughs> that, thing with Jeff Goldblum. That, that but yeah, counts. That counts. <laughs> um, Insidious. Insidious. Okay. Yeah. I uh, actually. Oh, I, I started watching the first Insidious again last week before we did the scream thing. Uh, but then my dog got sprayed by a skunk. So oh, really? Yeah. There, there was a bunch of baby skunks in my backyard mm-hmm. actually last week. Yeah, it was it was a baby skunk, so yeah. we were lucky because she doesn't really smell that much all anymore. up in this. Okay, we got five minutes, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna move on to my thing, which is I actually don't know. Uh, all the games I've been playing, I just talked about for a mm-hmm. while. Um, I'm watching The Expanse. I've heard that's good. I, 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 I don't <laughs> think so. Like, I, I think I just crave. After I played Citizen Sleeper, I crave like a really sci-fi, like we live on a space station mm. type of show, um, and it's kind of doing that for me. But like, it, I think it's bad. Yeah, like it looks good. I think the acting is bad, and like the whole—I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually been told by several people that it gets much better, and that the first season, which I'm still on, is actually pretty hard. People have uh, told me that about a lot of shows that don't get better. Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some shows start off really good and then get super bad mm-hmm. in, for like five episodes at the end. Um, that's Game called Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's called Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fuck that game. Fuck that game. Okay. Man. I think we did it. Every- oh, I've been actually reading um, a, a book that I really enjoy. It's not over there. Don't look over there. It's, up, <laughs> it's upstairs right now. You have so um, many books. It's called Video Game Writing from Macro to Micro. And it is um, a textbook about video game stories and how to write them. And there's like exercises in it. I, I literally feel like I'm taking like a college class on like. And I think every- if you're going to be like a gaming review YouTuber and talk about a game stories, like you need to actually like like read shit about it like you can't mm-hmm. just be like this game sucks because there's a woman because that's like half the discourse that happens online yeah. and i really think that like i read this book like i'm not finished with it i'm only in the first few chapters but like the first chapter is the entire history of basically video games try to sum up it in 30 meager pages and i'm like doing the exercises after like writing about it what i think and I just think people need, like, if you're going to make a career based on thinking about video game stories, like, you need to, like, put in the fucking work and, like, yeah. figure out how they're made because there's some people out there that just say the dumbest shit and you're like, oh, my God. Yep. Oh, I see them all over TikTok. You, like, you should have, like, a badge where, like, someone's a police <laughs> officer. And, okay, that's actually not a super great example. Yeah, I was going to no. be like, that means they're qualified to do something. Um, so I actually take that back. Uh, an EMT, right? If I see someone go. in an EMT uh, vehicle, I'm going to be like, that person could probably save my life if someone stabbed me right now. Maybe. Like, or maybe, or they would be in the best position to do yes. that. Okay? I think we can all agree. <laughs> now, in video games criticism and journalism, it's like, you should have some degree of knowledge of what you're talking about before mm-hmm. you try to, you know, do it. And people are just there to engagement bait. Okay. We're yeah. rapidly closing 60 minutes. <laughs> and this is, I, I could go a lot longer, but this was a fun episode though. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I like just like shooting. I like how you spelled like, indie wrong. I did. Note. I know. I did. I, I, <laughs> that really irked me at the beginning. And, and now it came full circle. It irked me too. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to change it. Cause I like the way that the Y looks better. Yeah. Than the I, I, if you um, forgot any of the names of the games that we played, I will uh, put all the games that we played in the episode description because he took notes. So it'll mm-hmm. make it halfway easier. Yeah. Uh, but I'll just go through my steam library and hopefully remember yes as always email us at pixel at gmail.com follow us on twitter at pixel pals pod and we are gonna reach 
60 oh no we have a whole nother minute um yeah uh, so we enjoy it share the show um leisurely ending here talking pretty fast <laughs> i think what are we going to talk about next week next week sports actually, games <laughs> next week actually we're going to put zach on trial for missing the last two episodes um it's gonna be really interesting and fun yeah so tune in for next week and pixel pals out pixel pals out